and welcome to Tea is Good, Books Are Better, the podcast where we drink tea and talk about books. I'm Raven. I'm Jess. <laughs> I have a question for you, Jess. Shoot. This is a uh, would you rather question. Oh. Would you rather marry Joffrey or Ramsay? Probably Joffrey. <laughs> 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 Holy shit. Why Joffrey? <laughs> Just seeing them... What Marjorie did with him uh, puts more faith that maybe you can manipulate him, mm. but Ramsay is just pure sadist. Like, right. I guess so was Joffrey, but Joffrey's a kid, but Ramsay's like a straight up adult. True. I feel like Joffrey is like arrogant, mm-hmm. and Ramsay's just psychotic. And also, like Ramsay, like kills people and hunts them down. Like he has the skill. Do you remember? I guess. Like, not to hunt them down. But yeah, I was gonna be like, yeah, uh, I remember him pinning a redhead to his bed. (laughs) I guess, but it's a you know crossbows, but like a little bitch (laughs) weapon, I guess. (laughs) And she was like, it's not like she was trying to get away. Like, if he had a knife, and she had a knife, and they're put in a room together, maybe Joffrey wouldn't. Of being able to do it, you know? Yeah. But, but whatever. <laughs> Ramsey, he had a knife. She had a knife. <laughs> I think Ramsey would gun her, you know? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting, like, a funny response, but you, like, instantly <laughs> got serious, and you were like, who could I <laughs> outdo? <laughs> who could I outdo? <laughs> what was your funny response? I don't. I just expected laughter or something <laughs> when you took it so seriously. <laughs> we also watched it too. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the movie? I personally really liked it. Mm-hmm. Why do you say personally like that? <laughs> Did Johnny not like it? it? He's like, it wasn't scary enough. You know what? I have to agree with him. It wasn't that scary. No. Like, there was some, like, gross imagery, but... Yeah. I think the scariest part was the granny, when she stomps out of the... Just oh. the stomping. It just, like, hit my heart, and it's like, oh. You know what, now that I think about it, I feel like maybe they showed too much. Yeah. They shouldn't have shown that as, like, a whole clip yeah. teaser. I didn't like that. Well, I mean, like, because there was the parts where she was, like, just fuzzy in the background. Oh. And she was, like, twitching. And that was horrifying. Yeah. But when she kind of stomps out as the monster, then it's like, oh, okay, there it is. Mm, and she's, kinda... like, looks gross, and that would be awful in real life. But, I mean, on the screen, it's like... You know, it's that whole thing about that, like, the scariest monster is the one you never see. Yeah. Right? It's that whole thing. So maybe they showed a bit too much, but that's not, like, a complaint of mine. I don't mind that it wasn't that scary. It wasn't, like, her that scared me. It's just the stomping Mm. as she was coming out. Yeah. I didn't... I can't... I guess we can't get too into it, but... (laughs) Spoilers! (laughs) Okay, you know what? We're gonna get into it. Spoilers! Spoilers for it, too. I didn't expect her to become so huge. Yeah, me neither. She was massive. <laughs> and her tits hanging out. Honestly, I wasn't expecting the nudity. Down to her knees. <laughs> I was also shook that Stanley was, like, out of the game within the first ten minutes. Right? Like, I think I heard rumors that 
some of them were dying right away, but whoa. I was like, but why? Yeah, I was like, Stanley, no! <laughs> I, like, didn't believe it was real at the beginning. <laughs> when he's lying in the tub, yeah. just, like, bleeding. I was so disappointed. And closes his eyes, I was like, no. No. Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what I was like. And then later on, when the rest of the gang finds out the news, I was like, Oh. Okay, I guess it's I guess, real. Yes, uh, he's the weakest of the group. I don't like that though. I didn't like when they said that, but like, well, no one said it I except guess Richie, and someone. I expect that from Richie. But he's a dick. <laughs> I was kind of super impressed. Kind of super impressed. I was very impressed how similar to the young actors, the older actors looked. Yeah, fucking Eddie. Bruh. <laughs> he, they did so good <laughs> acting as the characters. Yes! Too. Even the Stanley guy, you only see him for like five minutes, but when he walked from like wherever to the phone at one point to like answer Mike's call, he even walked like the kid did in the first movie. Stanley. Stan. The Stanley. one who kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> He even walked like him. He had, like, mm. tight shoulders and, like, moved really stiffly. And he looked just like the kid. I was like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, they did so good. Yeah. And then Eddie, the actor, just talking so fast, just like the kid. And, like, <laughs> it was so good. Did you see good. his wife? I was just <laughs> laughing. I <laughs> literally thought it was continues. his mom. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Mm-mm. Uh, forewarning, by the way, Jess apparently has inflamed sinuses, so she I'm will be sniffling sniffle. a lot. I'm gonna try and cut out as much as I can, but if she's sniffling while someone's talking, I won't be able to do it. So it's just, oh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so just a warning. Mm. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> I also have, like, a little bit of allergies right now for some reason, so I'm Cats? Be- no. Dust. Probably dust. Yep. It's probably what's gotten me. Yeah. It's dust. Anyway. What was the scariest part? <laughs> the scariest part of the movie? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I gotta be real. None of it was that scary to me. I think I was most tense in the scene with... What's the girl's name? Bev and the granny. <laughs> but I had already seen that scene mm-hmm. in trailers, so... Still got you, though. Yeah. It was the stomping, <laughs> wasn't it? I find stomping it. spooks me. Yeah, there's that. But then also just the disturbing behavior, like the smiling for way too long. Oh, yeah, and like, looks like she's gone for a few seconds. Yeah. It's very Pennywise. Yeah. Oh, seeing Pennywise as a person was weird. It was weird. And he like, God, okay, first Bill Skarsgård is so fucking hot. I can't even. <laughs> even when he's like ripping the things onto his face and like drooling and like going cross eyed, I'm like, fuck. I didn't quite understand what they were like saying. Like, so was he his dad, her dad, or what? Like, I guess it's just weird imagery that they're throwing at Bev with dad and daughter things. Yeah, I don't quite understand that either. And I haven't read the book yet, so I wouldn't know. <laughs> Has Johnny read the book? No. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna be like, call him in! <laughs> but yeah, so that could that could just be Pennywise fucking around. Could be doing father-daughter imagery. Or it could be that, like, 
the deadlights took over like this person who was a real circus performer circus person circus person <laughs> so like deadlights took over his form or whatever and took his used form. him yeah could be something but like I'd that i want to understand that better gotta read the book guess so <laughs> we'll get to it eventually <laughs> And Stephen King was in it. That was neat. Oh, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> Sweet up Stan Lee cameo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mom says he's been in a lot of his, like, books, movies. But I what? have never seen him. I haven't one. seen him. I've seen a uh, fair few. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, I'm, maybe. I don't know what she's talking about. Have you seen Misery? Yeah. Was he not in that one? I don't remember him in that one. Hmm. I'll tell you. Watch it. It was mostly just the two actors. I haven't seen it. Okay. I'm pretty, I think Mom told me he was in that one. Oh, shit. But maybe she's losing it. Aw. <laughs> How'd you like The Shining? Oh, uh, yeah. I watched The Shining for the first time. Johnny <laughs> lent it to me. Um, it was good. It was great. That one gives me the spooks. <laughs> it's just like, it has like disturbing imagery that creeps me out. What's great about it is you don't really know what to expect. Hmm. It goes some weird directions, so it keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Faux show, and I watched it in the dark by myself when <laughs> I was really sad, so. <laughs> it was, yeah. Um, that actress who plays the mom apparently was, like, I don't want to say abused, but basically she was really attacked by the director just to get her, like, so frazzled and stressed out to be in that role. I like, think I heard that as well. So that makes me kind of sad when I watch it. She never acted in anything after that, right? I don't know. Yeah, but it does make me sad. I wish we could look it up right now. Okay, I found the actress Shelley Alexis Duvall. Whoa. This is her. (laughs) Whoa. She's gotten a bit old. She hasn't really aged well. Was it the stress? Yeah, right? Yeah, basically she... I mean, I feel like a dick saying that, but she hasn't aged that well. (laughs) Jack Nicholson states in a documentary that Kubrick was great to work with, but that he was a different director with Duvall. Duvall is her. Mm -hmm. Because of his methodical nature, principal photography took a year to complete. I don't know if that's a long time. Kubrick and Duvall argued frequently... Although Duvall later said she learned more from working with Kubrick on The Shining than she did on all her earlier films. In order to give The Shining the psychological horror it needed, director Stanley Kubrick... Is it Kubrick or Kubrick? I think it's Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick antagonized his actors. The film's script was changed so often that Nicholson stopped reading each draft. (laughs) Kubrick intentionally isolated Duvall and argued with her often. Duval was forced to perform the exhausting baseball bat scene 127 times. Oh my god, can you imagine? <gasps> Especially with that level of, like, emotion that she had yeah. to emit. Like, the wonder she looked so, like... Yeah, she <laughs> looked exhausted. <gasps> Afterwards, Duval presented Kubrick with clumps of hair that had fallen out due to the extreme stress of filming. Damn. I'm shook. I hope she got... Oh, she she lot. acted a lot after that, so it didn't end her okay. career. <laughs> okay. Hope that was worth it. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely her biggest film, I think. I think that would be fair to say. Yeah, I think so, too. 
anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> what are we drinking today, Jess? Ooh! So it's a peach daffodil ginger tea, and it's high in vitamin B6. Yummy! <laughs> and it is yummy. Isn't vitamin B6 the one that's, like, really good for your hair and nails? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember if it's, like, fat-soluble or water-soluble, so I'm a bit nervous about drinking too much. Oh. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh. If it's water-soluble... I was gonna pretend I knew what it meant, but I was like... Mm. <laughs> If a vitamin is water-soluble, um, it'll just leave in your pee if you have too much of it. But if it's fat-soluble, it'll get stored in your fat and you can overdose and die. So vitamin C is fat-soluble. Don't take too much vitamin C. Oh. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't get enough vitamins, though, if I'm being real. I believe that. Oh, it is water-soluble. Hell yeah, I could drink a lot of that shit. <laughs> good, because I love it. So good. Okay, where did we leave off our characters last time? No, oh, fuck. I forgot I did this. <laughs> Why you always forget? <laughs> John. We ended with John, right? Oh. Okay, mm-hmm. where did we leave John? I know that Kat had that meeting with Peter about the, the dagger. Right. Yep. And they determined what? And they determined that it's Peter's dagger. <laughs> and what else? And that... Tyrion had won it from him. Yes. Attorney. On Joffrey's name day. So they believe it was... The Lannisters did it! I think... Didn't John have that talking to from his master at arms about not lording his skill and sword over his peasant brothers? Yes. And then he found out that Bran is... Woke up and is alive. And he makes friends with Gren, who was the guy whose wrist he sprained. And Pip. And Pip. Gren woke up. Named Direwolf Summer. Arya. I don't think we heard about Arya and Sansa since Lady was... The killing of Lady. Put down. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Okay. So that's where we're at. Chapter 20 is Eddard. Are you numbering these chapters? Yeah, chapter 20! <laughs> <laughs> Ned rides into the Red Keep, sore, tired, hungry, and irritable. The king's steward appears and tells him that Grand Maester Pycelle has convened an urgent meeting of the small council, and the honor of the hand's presence is requested as soon as it is convenient. Don't you think it's a bit rude to just, as soon as he gets there, pull him out and be like, meeting now! Yeah, so the second him, like, he walks in. Have, like, at least a night. <laughs> yeah, that's why he, like gets irritated. (laughs) Um, Ned just wants to have a bath, eat some food, and go to bed Mm -hmm. for good reason. (laughs) He just traveled for how many days? (laughs) Probably a month. A very long time, yeah. (laughs) Several, several, several days. A long time. Multiple weeks. And there's the whole shit with his kids. Mm -hmm. So Ned starts by saying he'll join them tomorrow, but then decides it would be unwise to offend the small council before he has even begun. But he still wants to change first. Once changed, Ned arrives at the council chamber to find four members of the small council waiting for him. The description of this room, I think, is really solid. Ooh. Like, I felt like I could really see it. There's, like, the lush carpets and the paintings and the walls hung with tapestries. I'm definitely noticing there are more setting descriptions lately than at the start of the book. Yeah. I think uh, the castle, the Red Keep. It was mm-hmm. a bit exciting. Yeah. 
it's interesting. It makes me wonder if that's because in Winterfell the characters are so used to their environment that they like stop noticing it. They don't really notice it enough to warrant a description. Hmm. You would think the writer would provide it anyway for the reader's benefit. Yeah. Or at least, like, you know, from, say, Tyrion's point of view or something. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he was more excited to describe the Red Keep than <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> this method seems to put the realism of the character, like, above the needs of the reader. Yeah. Just something I noticed. Varys is one of the small council members. Ned thinks of him as the eunuch. And the counselor he likes the least. <laughs> and Varys immediately accosts Ned, saying that he was sad to hear about their troubles on the King's Road, and they're all praying for Prince Joffrey's swift recovery. Ned, who wants to get away from Varys as quickly as possible, says that his prayers have been answered. The prince is healing quickly. Because <laughs> he was, like, barely injured. <laughs> so he's just a pussy. <laughs> Ned then goes over to Lord Renly, across the room from Varys, who is talking to someone who can only be Littlefinger. Renly looks so much like his brother, it's disconcerting. Ned feels like he's seeing the younger Robert who battled on the trident. Littlefinger says that he had hoped to meet Ned for a while, and he has no doubt that Lady Catelyn has mentioned him to Ned. This angers Ned, since Littlefinger spoke it with a kind of arrogance, <laughs> as if he has a really close relationship with Cat or something. <laughs> So Ned says that he understands that Littlefinger knew his brother Brandon as well, which is a jab at him because, if you remember, we learned that Brandon destroyed Littlefinger in a fight over Catelyn. <laughs> so clearly Ned and Littlefinger are off to a rocky start. I feel so weird calling him Littlefinger every time. <laughs> okay, I want to call him Peter. Lord Baelish. Lord Baelish. Ned leaves them and goes to the council tabor. Tabor. Table where the Grand Maester is a chillin'. <laughs> He's wearing two dozen heavy chains around his neck, the links of which are made of every metal known to man. What exactly is a maester? Like, a witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're like scholarly guys. <laughs> We're like doctors and librarians and psychiatrists and okay. chiropractors. <laughs> so all the things. All the things. <laughs> Well, each link is a thing, and the more links you have, the more things you are. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Fuck. I do not pay attention, clearly. Do they explain that in the show? I'm pretty sure Sam explains it to his little lady friend. Maybe. Maybe he explains it to her. Because it seems like in this universe, all maesters wear chains around their necks. Um, there hasn't really been an explanation yet, but... I don't remember if they explained Meister Lewin, but if they haven't, then I guess... Yeah, they definitely haven't. Okay. It's, like, pointed out the chains before, but there's not really an explanation of what it is. Nope. Um, but yeah, is a maester, like, an... It doesn't seem to be a real word, so... Something that... Not? George made up. It's a ye old English. (laughs) Ye old English. (laughs) Like, far eyes. (laughs) Fuck's that bullshit. <laughs> First thing pops out is uh, Meister Eamon. That's a wiki of the Song of Ice and Fire. But like, for reals. Nope, that is definitely a Game of Thrones. I think it's a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, I think I think he made so it too. up. Did he make it up? Looks like he did. Hmm. 
Cool. Very creative. That is. Either way, Grand Maester Pycelle wears a lot more chains than is typical, I think. Yeah. From what I understood. Ned takes his seat at the table and the rest of the council follows suit. He apologizes for keeping them waiting, to which Varys replies that they serve at his pleasure. This makes Ned think of the time that Robert, Robert once said he is surrounded by flatterers and fools. And Ned looks around the table and wonders which are the flatterers and which are the fools. <laughs> but he thinks he may know already. What do you think? Let's go one by one. Varys. Varys. He's a flatterer. He's a flatterer. Maester. What's his face? Pycelle. Pycelle. He's a flatterer. He's a flatterer. Renly. Renly's oh, a fool. <laughs> I was going to say fool. Like, Renly's a, a fool. fool. Yeah, he's a fool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Littlefinger. <laughs> he's definitely not a fool. But he's not really a flatterer either. Is he? Maybe to Maybe Ned thinks he's a fool. Probably. And then there's Stannis. We haven't I think met he him has yet, but... respect for Stannis. And I don't think he thinks of him as a flatterer either. So <laughs> <laughs> he's just there. He's just around. <laughs> he's neither. <laughs> Oh, uh, Sir Barristan Selmy. Oh, yeah. He would be a fool, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. He, I just don't picture him being flattering. He just does his job, you know? Yeah. He just does his job. <laughs> a couple member- member- a members... A couple <laughs> members of the council are absent. Lord Stannis, the king's other brother, other than Renly is at Dragonstone for some reason. And, <laughs> and Sir Barristan, the Lord Commander of the Kingsguard, is riding through the city with the king right now. Ned wonders if they should wait for Robert and Sir Barristan to join them, but this makes Renly laugh and say that these meetings bore Robert. So waiting for him is pointless, as they'd be waiting a long time. Then Renly hands Ned a piece of paper with the royal seal, which is from the king and supposedly contains an urgent task for them. Ned reads the letter, Robert wants a great tournament to be staged in honor of Eddard Stark's appointment as Hand of the King. And Ned feels almost insulted by this. It's like the last thing he ever wants. <laughs> the council goes over how much this tournament will cost, including rewards to the champions, the feast, the entertainment, etc., and determine that it will cost close to 100,000 gold dragons. And I'm gonna look up how much- Oh <laughs> shit! Gold dragons is in our currency. Approximately. The coinage that they use in the Seven Kingdoms is based on the gold dragon coin, which has two common smaller denominations, silver stag coins and copper penny coins. How many coppers in a stag? <laughs> One gold dragon is equal to 210 silver stags mm. or 11,760 copper pennies <laughs> and a silver stag is equal to 56 copper pennies such random numbers <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh. there's a reddit thread on this I think I just found the same one <laughs> <laughs> okay I don't know if this is right because this is ridiculous but let me tell you the logic of this person's calculations. So, when Arya is hiding in Flea Bottom at one point, 
She begs for a piece of bread and is told that it costs three coppers. Yep. So, like, which are the copper pennies, we're assuming. Yep. Today, an average loaf of bread can go for around $3. So using this, it looks like one copper penny equals a dollar. <laughs> are you reading the same thing? Yeah. So that's that's his logic. I don't know if I agree with it. I'd have to think about it more. But that's this guy's logic. So, with that in mind, calculating the fucking cost of the tournament, nearly a billion freaking dollars... <laughs> <laughs> just for the prizes not even the entertainment and the feast jesus that's just the prizes for the winners oh my god and we'll get into the debt this right person now uh, i'm commenting that they're like i don't agree <laughs> yeah i don't know if i agree with the the loaf of bread being a dollar no three dollars three dollars yeah that sounds mic. bonkers excuse for back me in the day. i can buy a loaf of bread for cheaper than that like, any, like, grocery store has their dollar loaves of bread. Yeah. Like, you're looking at the really expensive shit or something. Yeah. They're, like, fancy-ass bread. Especially back in Gloom-free. medieval times. A loaf of bread being a dollar? Absolutely no. <laughs> I love this meme. It's one banana, Michael. What could it cost? Ten dollars? <laughs> What's that from again? Um, I forget. It was some politician i believe oh yeah okay uh so that's about the gold dragons and the cost of this tournament Littlefinger, who is the master of coin says that they will likely have to borrow again from tywin lannister and it turns (laughs) out the crown already owes tywin lannister some three million dragons (laughs) ned is shooketh Mm -hmm. that the crown is three million in debt but oh no. <laughs> Chokes on you. <laughs> the crown is more than six million in debt. The Lannisters are the biggest part of it, but they have also borrowed from Lord Tyrell, the Iron Bank of Bravos, several Taroshi trading cartels, and even the High Septon, which is like Westeros's version of the church, I think. The Pope? Sure. Ned remembers that Aerys Targaryen, the Mad King, slash Danny's father, left a treasury overflowing with gold and asked Littlefinger how he could let this happen. Littlefinger simply says that the master of coin finds the money and the king in the hand spend it. Ned is still shook. He says that he will speak to Robert. This tourney is an extravagance the realm cannot afford. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So according to this guy on Reddit, <laughs> which we're like, nah. <laughs> we don't really agree with. The Iron Throne's debt being six million gold dragons is about 70 billion dollars because i, I want to say bread is one dollar you want to say it's one dollar i think <laughs> yeah. even that's too expensive 99 cents <laughs> i think even that's too expensive i think a loaf of bread is the cheapest i've seen is 99 cents yeah but that's nowadays one cuppa but then again someone commented that you know what george R. R. martin doesn't like thinking about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's like, no. We confess he's not good at keeping a cohesive system using numbers. Yeah. And doesn't so even try. He's just kind so of like, throwing numbers around. Why are we trying? give a fuck. I don't yeah. want to try. So why are we trying to Why are we trying? Good point. All right, moving on. <laughs> Renly says to Ned to go ahead and talk to Robert, but they should still plan for the tourney in the meantime. 
But Ned snaps that they'll do so another day. When he notices the looks he's getting from around the table, he realizes he's going to have to remember he's no longer in Winterfell, where only the king stood higher than him. Here in King's Landing, however, he is but first among equals. So Ned apologizes and says he's too tired to continue today. Then he makes for the door. Outside, wagons and riders are still coming through the gates, but the king hasn't arrived yet. After what happened at the trident between Joffrey, Arya, Sansa, and the Butcher's Boy, the Starks had ridden ahead of the main column to separate themselves from the Lannisters. Robert had hardly been seen during the journey, and the word was that he's been drinking a lot. Then, in the in the house carriage. Yeah, in the carriage thing. House carriage. House carriage. <laughs> the mansion on wheels. <laughs> Uh, Ned doesn't want to see Robert. He's still furious about what he did to Sansa. Mm -hmm. Killing lady, in case we forgot. Same. Sansa blames Arya and tells her it should have been Nymeria who died. Wow, Sansa. That's fucked. Arya stood up for lady. Right? Like, put your anger towards Cersei? Yeah. Where it belongs? My god. She's just a kid. She's 11 years old. (laughs) <laughs> no wants, excuses she wants to hate her sister <laughs> yeah it's easy to she ruins everything it's, it's easier to blame Arya than anyone else yeah. if Sansa were to blame the queen or Joffrey it would like fuck up her whole future true so it's easier to blame Arya and Arya broods over the loss of her butcher's boy Micah got run down fucking sliced in half yep Ned heads toward where he thinks the Tower of the Hand is, but Littlefinger appears and says he's going the wrong way. Ned then follows Littlefinger deep into the castle until he realizes this is definitely not the way to his chambers. <laughs> Littlefinger then says, he never said he was taking Ned to his chambers. He's taking him to the dungeons to slit his throat and seal his corpse up behind a wall. <laughs> Psych, he's being sarcastic. <laughs> Then Littlefinger tells Ned that his wife awaits. Just a fun little joke. Thanks, Littlefinger. I've only known you for, like, ten minutes. But let's have you joke about killing me. (laughs) Yeah, Littlefinger tells Ned that his wife awaits. So Ned is obviously confused, but follows him anyway. Littlefinger leads him out onto a rocky bluff over a river, down the side of a cliff, then on horseback down a trail and into the city, and they finally stop at a brothel. Quite the journey. To get to this brothel. <laughs> we gotta go right, right in there. Well, Ned's already pissed about being led to a brothel. <laughs> but when Littlefinger tells him that Catelyn is inside, <laughs> Ned's like, Excuse is squeezy. me. <laughs> That's the last straw. So he obviously thinks Littlefinger saying Catelyn is some common whore. <laughs> because there's no way Cat could be here in King's Landing. So Ned slams Littlefinger up against the building and puts a knife to his throat. Is he actually gonna kill him for insulting his wife? I guess so. Holy shit, Ned. Then Sir Roderick appears and tells Ned it's the truth. Ned, at first, doesn't recognize him because his facial hair is all gone. If you remember, he cut it off on the boat ride from Winterfell to King's Landing because he was seasick and kept getting puke in it. Ew. <laughs> yeah. I guess they don't have the stuff to clean it. Yeah. At least not in a way where it's, like, not still gonna stink, you know? the face you made okay um so they lead ned inside the brothel and littlefinger takes him to a room upstairs where catelyn is waiting apparently 
Littlefinger has been bringing her reports so she knows what took place between Joffrey and her daughters. Ned doesn't understand why she's here, and suddenly he thinks Bran must be dead. <laughs> then he sees the injuries on her hands. So Kat explains everything. Someone had tried to kill Bran with this dagger, and she shows him the blade owned by Tyrion Lannister, and also that his wolf saved him. Ned remembers what Jon had said when they found the pups, that Ned's children were meant to have them, and he fears that he has made a grave mistake by killing Sansa's wolf. Ned also doesn't understand why Tyrion would want Bran dead, but Littlefinger suggests he wouldn't have acted alone. They consider the queen and even the king as possible accessories to this murder attempt, but Littlefinger thinks the king likely wasn't involved. Either way, the accusation alone would be treason. <laughs> if they could find proof that the queen was involved and talk to Robert about it, though, Ned thinks the, the dagger is enough proof, but Littlefinger points out that the imp would simply say he lost it in Winterfell. Someone else must have picked it up and tried to kill the boy. Littlefinger's advice is to simply get rid of the dagger and pretend none of this ever happened. <laughs> but Ned says, no way, Jose. Cat <laughs> reveals she has told Littlefinger about their suspicions, that the Lannisters had something to do with John Aaron's death, and that Varys knows as well, though she didn't tell him. He's a little sneak. He's a, he's the king's spider. <laughs> so Ned tells Cat to go home, as there may be more assassins after Bran. So they want a moment alone, so Littlefinger leaves, but not before both Ned and Cat <laughs> thank him for his help. When they're alone, Ned tells Cat to call upon all these different homies up in the north <laughs> to strengthen their defenses and man White Harbor in the neck, which are the two main passengers, passengers, passages into Winterfell, and to keep careful watch over Theon Greyjoy in case they need his father's fleet. Cat is shocked. Is this war? <laughs> Ned promises her it won't come to that. The Lannisters wouldn't dare attack the North without the power of the entire realm behind them. And he must continue to play Hand of the King so that they won't have it. He will also continue to search for proof that they murdered John Arryn, and he will go to the King if he finds it. And he prays that Robert is the man Ned thinks he is, and not the man Ned fears he has become. Dun dun dun! Thoughts on this chapter? I think Robert's the man he fears he has become. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely no longer the Robert he knew. Yeah. He's like, we'll find out, especially later on. He's no longer as fierce. Yeah, he's just like bound Shadow. to the whims of his wife who wants a random direwolf dead, the one that didn't do anything, and he's just cool with that. Right. That's so fucked, and it's his best friend's kid that he's doing that to. Mm-mm. Yeah. Not impressed, King Robert. Mm-mm. So, honestly, Ned's chapters are the hardest for me to read. <laughs> are they? Yeah. They're very, like, politically driven. They are! I know it is. It's, like, most reminds me of, like, detective work and that sort of stuff. Mm. Not for me. It's exciting so far. They're kind of a bore. <laughs> <laughs> they're not boring. They're just not at all. That's exciting. <laughs> but, yeah, out of the bunch, they're definitely the most boring. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Chapter, what, 21? Yeah. Tyrion. <laughs> Tyrion is enjoying a final supper at the Night's Watch. 
he's cracking jokes with the men when Sir Alistair stuck up his butt, small dick, Thor. Wow. Bitches. That he's mocking us. I don't like this guy. He's on my shit list. Alistair? What a little bitch. <laughs> Wait, what did he do? I'm confused. So Tyrion is joking with the men at the Night's Watch. They're all laughing. And he's all like, he's mocking us. Oh, <laughs> he's trying yeah. to start shit. He's very... Picks on the newbies. You're right about the small dick. <laughs> small dick syndrome. He's just very like, dude, take a It's like toxic masculinity. Pill. Yeah. It's the epitome of toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. This guy definitely feels <laughs> small. So starting your own shit list. Nice. Yeah. Sir, Sir Alistair Thorne. Sir Thorne. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. For everyone who, you know, has seen this show. Everyone hates him. We know Alistair Thorne. <laughs> fuck is, this guy. Fuck this guy. <laughs> with a massive fuck in the ass. Fuck this fucker in the ass. I fucking hate him. With the horse thing. Huh? <laughs> with the horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no spoilers for those who haven't watched the show, but he's a he's a he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Just prepare yourselves. <laughs> Thorn then challenges Tyrion to a duel in the yard. Like, what's that going to show? Are you going to look like a freaking... you going to show people how manly you are beating up a freaking dwarf? Right? <laughs> and that he should continue making his japes with a steel in his hand to see how tough he is. Oh my god. <laughs> Tyrion holds up his fork and he exclaims that he does have a steel in his hand. <laughs> Shall I duel? And he pokes Thorn in the chest. <laughs> Man. I love Tyrion. <laughs> Tyrion's the best. Everyone is everyone laughs and it infuriates Sir Alistair. He just up and leaves the room. So stiff. What a pussy. It Can't even like, take it. Right? Can't take so I dish. Yeah. So he can't take. Ta- he can't. You okay? It's like I forgot how to English. <laughs> he can't take what he dishes? He- Was that in English? <laughs> he can't take what he dishes out? Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh my, that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> He's leaving the room so stiff, it's like there's a dagger up his butt. And there is. We all know it. <laughs> a giant horse cock up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> when the Lord Commander recovers from his laughing fit, because he's laughing too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he scolds Tyrion for provoking Sir Alistair. But didn't he start it? Yeah. But Tyrion basically says he was asking for it, and he was. Yeah, and he says, did you have that quote? Nope. Where he says, we all need to be mocked from time to time, lest we take ourselves too seriously. Sir Alistair. <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this quote? Do you agree? Yeah. Everyone should laugh at themselves. Yeah. Um, Anyone who takes themselves so seriously that... You can't laugh at yourself. <laughs> can't freaking take jokes. Teasing. Anyone who takes teasing seriously. Yeah. It's a just... up. It turns you into someone who doesn't, who can't grow as a person and mm-hmm. can't self-reflect and acknowledge your own weaknesses and faults. It means you can't grow and you can't learn from your mistakes. Truth! Truth! Sir, uh, <laughs> sir, Lord 
Mormont, <laughs> I think. Mormont? Yep. States that Sir Alistair was technically right, that Tyrion was walking them. To which Tyrion retorts, ah, I did write it. Oh, you did, did write it. To which oh, okay. he retorts, that we all need to be mocked. <laughs> yep. He asks for more wine, Tyrion style. <laughs> Sir Ricker, I guess there's another knight hanging out there too. Ricker or Riker? Riker, I guess it is Riker. He fills his cup and says he has a great thirst for such a small man. Mm-hmm. Meister Eamon, described as a tiny thing, wrinkled and hairless, <laughs> shrunken beneath the weight of a hundred years, so his Meister's collar, with its links of many metals, hung loose about his throat. I picture um, him looking like a turtle. <laughs> you know how they've got that long skinny neck yeah. with like all the like wrinkles yeah and then their massive shell <laughs> and the shell is and the shell's the chains the chains yeah <laughs> that's how i picture it he says that he thinks Tyrion is a very large man a giant come among us yeah i was Thoughts? like what <laughs> i wrote this down i was like what does this mean right <laughs> the blind man thinks of Tyrion as being huge so yeah. all he knows is Tyrion's personality, I guess. How I'm sure he, sounds, he knows he's a how he dwarf. directs. Yeah, but yeah, he's got he's got something that not a lot of people have. I think like a lot of confidence, where he's just not afraid. Like how he reacted with, say, Thorn. Yeah, a challenge. He's got a lot of heart and a lot mm-hmm. of gumption. You know, he's like the life of the party. I feel like at that place. Like, everyone's laughing at his jokes and having a good time. Yeah. Tyrion is at a loss for words before thanking the Meister for his kind words. Oh, mm-hmm. that doesn't sound nice. With words and two words in the one sentence. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying it doesn't sound nice that he thanked the no. Meister for his kind words. I was like, what? That's I'm nice. criticizing myself. <laughs> My own writing. Okay, gotcha. Afterwards. More words. Tyrion and Mormont sit beside a fire to drink together. The Lord Commander insists on sending three men with Tyrion and his men all the way to Winterfell to ensure his safety. Tyrion asks for Jon Snow. That's sweet. But Mormont says that he needs to forget his life he left behind and he's just the boy. Aww. Yeah, Tyrion wants Jon to come with him. Yeah. So I guess because he knows about Bran waking up and he's like... A good way to get him to come and say hi. Yeah. And also, um, I think he would just enjoy his company more. Yeah. They have their bond. <laughs> Tyrion thanks him for his kindness and asks if he can repay him. To which Mormont is like, yeah, yeah, he can. Mormont asks Tyrion to implore the king and his lord father for more men. The Night's Watch is dying and they desperately need more men for the winter. There's less than a thousand men manning the walls, apparently. Six hundred at Castle Black, two hundred at the Shadow Tower, and even less at East Watch. Lord Mormont is 68 years old. Damn. It is concerned of who will take over after him and if they will be a strong leader for their small troop. And I'm just like, holy shit, that is a big stress. That is pretty stressful because everyone there is like, who is like, good. (laughs) is a shithead or not a very good leader, you know what I mean? Yeah. Alice or Thorn. <laughs> He's both. 
A shithead and not a very good leader. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion promises to talk to Robert and his father, but he doesn't say anything about how he knows that it's just going to get dismissed. Mm-hmm. That it's not really a concern for them. Mm-hmm. Well, Mormont- also, when oh. he's talking to Mormont, Mormont's raven is there, right? Like, oh, on yeah. his shoulder. <laughs> and the raven, way. like, talks? Yeah. I was like, huh? <laughs> it just, like, mimics words or sentences over and over, right? It seems to talk like a parrot would. Yeah. Which, I, can ravens do that? I didn't know that was a thing. I have no idea. I know they're incredibly intelligent, but, like, to have words. Yeah, but so are crows. And- We're, like, even ask for corn. Like, sometimes it'll go, corn, corn, and then he'll feed him corn. Yeah. But I did not realize that was a thing. Is that real? <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> I don't know. I'm too lazy to look it up. Insane. <laughs> 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 I didn't looking at bullshit things. I come the money. <laughs> Mormont asks Tyrion how many winters he has experienced, to which Tyrion answers eight or nine. He was born in the dead... what? In the dead of winter? Yep, that's what that says. <laughs> I reading, like, what did I write? He was born at the dead of a cruel winter that had lasted almost three years. Can you imagine? We, I realize we haven't brought this up before. Like, we've said it, but we haven't, like... They're focused on it. Seasons. That their seasons yeah. is wah. They're wah. <laughs> they, they last, last years. several years. And not all like the same amount of years. It, like, no. It's all over the place. And right now the summer that they're in has lasted how many? Nine? Almost ten years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's bananas. That's bananas. I guess it's like, a whole time of prosperity. Yeah. It lasted almost three years, but all of his earliest memories were that of a spring. Wormit tells him that it is said that the long summers always meant a long winter. This summer's almost at ten years. Huh. Tyrion isn't taking him seriously. Isn't really listening. Just, he isn't appreciating this talk of doom. He's here to have a good time. Uh. Mormont continues that the days are growing shorter and that there have been sightings of direwolves, mammoths, and snow bears. That the mountain people are moving south in numbers greater than ever before. They are running from something. <laughs> Mammoths. That's exciting. <laughs> that they're running from something? That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Wormont says that the fisher folk near the East Watch have glimpsed the White Walkers. That's the first time they said White Walker. I wrote that it? down. First use of the term White Walkers. <laughs> <laughs> that the long night is coming and only the Night's Watch stands between the realm and the darkness. And Tyrion's like, <laughs> I gotta get up early tomorrow. Good night. <laughs> he's like, I'm done with this. <laughs> and he bounces. <laughs> As he's walking back to his quarters, I spelled that wrong, he suddenly yearns to look off the edge of the wall one last time. And he jumps in the iron cage, a.k.a. the elevator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like a man-powered elevator, though. Yep, he's got to pull the little string, like, three times. It's and like then... a bell, I'm assuming. Possibly. It doesn't explain I would, I it, so. I'm thinking up it's there's a bell. a little ding-ding-ding. Yeah. And he's got to wait for them to pull him up. Mm-hmm. Did you, um... I don't know if you did this, but a few years ago at Playland, they had, like, a VR thing. No... The Oculus Rift was before the VR, right? I don't know. Is the VR what's going on right now? What do you mean the VR? Like the 
things that goes on your face and you're in the in the game an oculus rift is vr yeah but like that's that's the, the old one right it still exists okay well they had that for game of thrones and okay. where you would go up the wall oh and dude <laughs> look off the edge and that was during the season where the wildlings attack uh-huh yeah and so like they threw us all the way up <laughs> and it, we got to go right to the edge of the wall and look down and holy crap this was in the peony yup this the was in hell? they had this big stadium it's all game of thrones themed they had like the actual oh, was costumes. this one they had the iron throne there maybe because i remember going to see the iron throne a few years back it was either the one from the show or like a prop or like an extra prop from the show so yeah. it was like something i think that was it was special like it had been around the show mm-hmm. like in production so i remember going there to see that but then the lineup was so, literally like four hours long <laughs> and i was like you know what <laughs> johnny got there so early and we went there so right we were like we're gonna see this game of thrones thing yeah that was pretty cool because i saw the costumes that the actors wore like peter dinklage is costume yeah. it's a lot bigger than i imagined and as i was saying like i put us right at the edge of the wall and like i got vertigo real bad oh yeah <laughs> and then it started like tossing like fireballs at me because <laughs> it was the wildlings oh shit <laughs> you fucking then you fall at the end you fall <laughs> off <laughs> and I, I had to grab onto something because i was kind of fucking face yeah. plant Man, that was scary Man, I remember people screaming while we were waiting in line up there, and people were like <laughs> crowding into the cage, and I was like, "Oh, what goes on?" <laughs> but, yeah. That's amazing. No, where was I now? When he got to the top, he tells the men that he wants one last look, and they're a little bit irritated that he came up. Yeah, they're like, "You made us pull you up for this shit." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are they gonna do? It's Lord. The top of the wall is wider than the King's Road. Which means Cersei's house carriage can go up there. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Well, I, it can, I don't know if how it would get up it. there. But, <laughs> but it can sure. ride up there. <laughs> it's slippery and they use crushed rocks for traction. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Because it's like melting, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it's ice. Yeah. It's ice. And so as he's uh, looking at either side, the wall seems to go out. To stretch out with no end. Mm-hmm. Just darkness. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. When I get so, it goes across the entire continent. Yeah. He starts walking and he bumps into John. Tyrion scratches ghosts behind the ears while admiring his size because he's growing. He's a big boy. He's a big boy. John explains that Sir Alistair has been setting up signing him up for the night guard in hopes that he would fall asleep during morning drill. So he's trying to weaken him, I guess. What a yeah. piece of shit. Yep. He's your best student. This is what you're trying to do to him. Bring him down. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's sad. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's pathetic. But so far it hasn't happened because he's too good. Yeah. John tells Tyrion about how his peers have gotten a lot better with the sword since he started helping them out, giving him pointers. That's cute. Mm-hmm. Tyrion tells John that he's going to stop at Winterfell on his way back if there's a message he'd like to deliver. And John says, 
to tell Rob that I'm going to command the Night's Watch and keep him safe so he might as well take up needlework with the girls and have Micken melt down his sword for horseshoes. <laughs> that, that was a funny joke. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> and Tyrion's like, I'll get killed for delivering such a message. <laughs> then, in seriousness, John asks Tyrion to help Bran the way he helped him with his words to which Tyrion said he'd try. That's so sweet. Yeah. I was really affected by Tyrion's... Like, what Tyrion said to him. talks. Yeah. yeah. About, like, owning who what you he are. Is. And, yeah. That is really cute. Like, I was like, oh, this is so cute. It's precious. <laughs> John takes off a glove to shake Tyrion's hand and calls him friend. Uh! <laughs> so sweet. So cute. Oh, uh, Tyrion's touched and he removes his glove to shake John's hand. It's really cute. Oh, man. And if you think about it, it's like so fucking cold, but both of them take their gloves off so that they can touch skin and hold Yeah, hands. just like the bond. Yeah. Why didn't they do this in the show? I wanted to see this bond. Yeah. I thought in it was sh- important. What did they do in the show instead? I think they, they did shake hands, but it wasn't like a big touching moment like no, this. No, like it wasn't like a friend... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you, in it the, was more like, thank you for your help. For like, in this show, like, you don't really see how much Tyrion's words affected John. Faux show. <laughs> I also noticed in the show, I've been watching the show, so I can actually like do a better comparison between the book and the show. Yeah. Because I haven't seen the show in a while and I've forgotten a lot of things, so Ooh, I was rewatching it. Exciting. Yes. And I noticed that it's actually... Tyrion who talks to John in the armory yeah about the whole like you had a master at arms but you're mm-hmm. beating these kids up so how do you feel about your victories now kind of thing it's actually in this one it's the armorer yeah and <laughs> in, in the show it's Tyrion I was like huh they <laughs> <laughs> yeah. didn't want to get another actor for that I guess I think they were trying to shoehorn in like more advice from Tyrion for John to kind of <laughs> yeah. take. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go I on. noticed that when I read it. I was like, oh, oh yeah. It's not Tyrion. They look out at the haunted forest together, which is so creepy. Tyrion feels like he could believe the talk of the others. Ooh. My uncle is out there, says John. If he doesn't come back, Ghost and I will go find him. I believe you, says Tyrion, but he thinks. And who will go find you? Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so Uncle Benjamin's still missing. Yeah. <laughs> Just you wait till he comes back. <laughs> Just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have to end this episode. Oh, damn. We're at an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> How the fuck did that happen? I mean, we also took a really, really long time looking for money. <laughs> That's if true. you cut that out. It's not going to be 15 minutes, though, of just <laughs> money research. I guess. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess next episode's going to be a doozy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you so much for listening. In the next episode, we're going to be covering Arya. Danny. And Danny. And possibly Bran as well. So. Yeah. And then, you know, your least favorite guy. My least favorite guy? And John. Oh, Edward. Edward. You have two other <laughs> chapters. 
I love Eddard as a character. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more of the podcast, please follow us on Instagram. Um, The podcast is TigBabPodcast, T-I-G-B-A-B. You can also follow us individually. Mine is Crimby and Jess's is Jess.Egan24. You can also find us on Facebook if you search TigBabPodcast again or just search Tea is Good, Books are Better. You can find the page there. Please also check out our friend Baram Barami on YouTube. He made our jingle that you heard at the beginning of this episode, and he's super dope and deserves all the love in the world. So let's give him (laughs) some. We also have a Patreon. So if you want to give us some extra support, you can check us out on there. Patreon.com slash tea is good. Books are better. We do have some cool tiers with different rewards. So you will get something in return for your contribution. But we do just appreciate you listening as well. All right, so we will see you guys next time. Yeah. What's like a Westerosi way of saying goodbye? V- Velar Magulas. <laughs> That's more Asosian, <laughs> not Westerosi. Um, winter is coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> Maybe like just an just old English thing. Fare thee well. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. <laughs> Lannister always pays his debts. <laughs> and we'll be back to pay those debts. <laughs> All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>